Beers and Sears podcast, episode nine. We are back from the fight in Fort Worth. Got a big game this weekend against Kansas State Wildcats. But first, we're going to throw it back. Old school style. John, what's the beer of the week? Yeah, beer of the week coming back in the front portion of the podcast. This is, like, this is new. You kind of throwing me off. Throw it around. Having to, having to look it up on the fly. We're but, changing yeah. things up. We're changing the mojo. We're sticking. Yeah, we need to. We're sticking with the tradition of this year of choosing a beer or a brewery from the uh, hometown of the team we're playing. So Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, if anyone's ever been there, good for you. One of the only Big Twelve schools I've actually never been to really? or seen. Um, I don't. I don't know. We should try to make a way up there for. Except for we always play eleven a.m. games up there, so it's kind that of impossible. Is the only one. You've never been to a football game at Iowa State. You just went to a basketball game. Right? No, I went to a football game at Iowa State. You did? Okay, I actually take it back. I've never been to Tech. But uh, Tech and Kansas State are the only two schools I've never been to in the Big 12, including Nebraska, Missouri, Colorado. Really? And, A&M, the originals. All right, we're off topic. But wow. beers, Beer of the Week is uh, Velvet Rooster from, I just completely blanked, oh, Tall Grass Ta- Tap House. They has a nice little okay. website of all their beers sitting in the snow. Mm-hmm. On a cold day in uh, uh, Kansas, it looks like a nice little uh, college town brewery. So go check it out if you're ever up in Manhattan, and send them a beers and steers koozie if you have it. I actually am a big fan of Kansas, the state, not the school, the state. I went to Kansas this summer, um, right, on a nice little golf trip, and it was actually great. The casino is very nice. Highly recommend the Kansas Star if you're ever on beautiful I-35. Um, just a little. Little heads up. Okay, it's the center of the you know center of the country, right? It's like where I think the, uh, I think there's a city in Kansas that's like yeah, the exact center of the company, based proportions, north, south, east, west, all that good stuff. All aren't right. you a geography major? I am a geography major. Let's get into it. Played TCU, so, lost TCU. Excuse me. Like a month ago. My yeah, God. I mean it seriously was 37-27. and mm. one of the. I, I'm not going to say most ugly, ugliest game, and it honestly wasn't one of the more disappointing games. It just one of the kind of games that stung the most. Even though we weren't actually favored by the when the line closed, we were favored, you know, for a little bit during the week. But for some reason, I don't know. It just it hurt more than it should have. I, I really don't know why. And I think I. I have a good idea. It's mostly, from Fort Worth. I'm from Fort Worth, and I hate all of those kids and all of the everything around that um, and everything. If you know anything about me, then you know my true feelings. But I, I don't know. It, it was just a really, really frustrating game to watch, especially because I felt like there was probably about two or three instances just watching it where it's like, okay, we get a touchdown here, we get a stop here, like this game's over, like we can put this away, and that or, just never happened. Yeah, don't give up the field goal at the end of the first half, that, like no oh, things like that. That momentum may have been the worst part of the game, honestly. Well, before we jump into the actual game, what was the uh, what was the atmosphere like? Where were you sitting? Was there a, a good amount of burnt orange there? I mean, it looked like it from TV. There was a good amount of burnt orange, but tell me what you thought. So I was lucky enough to sit in a box. Um, it was high class, high class. Very. The uh, the box was split like pretty much right down the middle, UT and TCU, um, but it was pretty much a TCU box. So I couldn't really go, you know, full ten cheering for TCU or cheering for Texas. So full I, I kind of had to keep it in the pocket, which was fine. Um, it's no big deal. I will say, okay, so the stadium itself, I, I'm not a huge fan of the stadium. People like it. 
I don't think it's that great. It's like half under construction on the east side. They're putting in new boxes, and I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Uh, and there were there was a decent amount of uh, burn orange. I don't know what the final uh, what's it called attendance was, but I bet there was at least you know five to ten thousand. That's pretty bold, you know, people in orange. Uh, and it was loud. I mean, like when we do something good, like it was not quiet by any means. Uh, and their student section kind of got kept out of the game, which was nice because they're just can sometimes really make a difference. So I don't know. The environment again was weird. I was a little more secluded in that I was in the box and like the noise wasn't, you know, as normal as it was compared to the being in the stands. Uh, no. <clears throat> just a small little side note. Uh, Mr. Eltife, the chairman of the board of regents was in our box. He's the box I was in. Like he was, uh, you know, good friends with some of the dads that were in there. Um, and it was kind of cool cause he was like hardcore into it, cheering for the Texas, like yelling. He didn't care. He was in the middle of TCU territory. So hats off to you, Mr. Eltife. That's pretty awesome. When you're chairman of the board of regents, you know, this kind of in charge of the entire university, which is crazy to think about is like living and dying each play just like the rest of us so that was that was really actually awesome i was very proud of there yeah seriously um just overall i i don't know it's it's the environment i don't think that stadium really make gives it a true home field advantage they i know for a fact that they jack up the audio when they play texas i i've heard that from multiple people and multiple people that were connected to del Coney. uh so they, they, it's their rivalry game for some other reason. They got another big quote unquote rivalry game this weekend against Baylor. So, yeah, uh, it's a weird fan base. Y'all know how I feel about it, but the game in general, pretty mediocre. Uh, let's get into the actual play. Let's start where it starts and where it ends with Sam. So, four interceptions, his worst performance, if you're going, you know, based off pure interceptions ever. Uh, yeah, that was. So extremely disappointing. I, I, right after the game, I was so mad, obviously, and I was blaming it all on him. I was like, the offense line really didn't play that bad. Like, Duvernay is 170 yards. Colin played well. You know, Keontae didn't get going, but you're going against Patterson's, like, rush defense. That's He's famous for doing that. Like, he lost this game. Like, this is bullshit, basically. And then I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, I saw both of – or all four picks – and two of them were not his fault. I'll, I will say that. That one to Jake Smith, he ran a terrible dig, which is a 10-yard up and then over directly to the middle yeah. of the field. He just completely rounded it, didn't make a sharp cut, really bad. He's a much better player than that. Sam thought he was going to make a sharp cut. He didn't right to the defender. And then the next one was – wait, was it Duvernay? I can't remember, honestly. Duvernay was running, I think it was Duvernay, like a shallow like hitch, basically, like six yards over, kind of a slant, and then come back and look. And he just stopped running, and it went right into the guy's hands, too. That was absolutely brutal. The last two were on Sam. I mean, definitely, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Yeah, especially the one at the end of the third. I mean, my God, throwing that trying to get to the sideline. That one was just such a high school throw. I mean, you're rolling out to your right, throwing – you know, not against your body, but like still very tough throw, tight, tight window. Yeah. And all you have to do is launch that to the sideline and you live to fight another day. I think it was on second down too. It was, yeah. And I I don't know what that was. That was the, yeah, that was probably his worst throw in the past three years, maybe. 
no, the Oklahoma State overtime game was oh, in there, yeah. yeah, you're probably right. But still, absolutely awful. I mean, were you seeing anything different on TV? No, I mean, it was the four interceptions were extremely disappointing, obviously. Um, he really didn't, like, I don't know. I feel like we've gotten away from his designed runs. Um, I don't, don't love to get your input on that. Um, but, you know, he's he still threw for 321 yards. So, I mean, that's it's not like he was, you know, missing his targets consistently. It just two unfortunate or unlucky interceptions and two really bad decisions on his part. So, I mean, what do you think about the whole – I mean, we're kind of limiting our, our kind of giving a lot of his runs. Or why, why are we not running with him more – like we did, I guess, last year. I don't know. It's it, it's an interesting thought, and I think, yeah, it's one that a lot of fans are really asking themselves. I, I, the easy question is they don't want to get him hurt, which I, yeah. I completely understand because, I mean, how many guys want to see freaking uh, – what's his name? Casey Rashawn Thompson. Or Casey Thompson play. Like, that's that's not fun for anybody um, to watch them. That's, the offense pretty much stops right there. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, Beck has gotten really weird. He's obviously been trying to rely on – Keontae and Roshan's been a very nice addition with Jay Witt being out. Um, we'll get to the injuries later. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's frustrating as hell to watch because we've seen how capable he is as a runner, um, and he's just not there. Uh, it, it's awful. I mean, so last year he ran for 164 times. That's just total rushes, not scrambles and anything. He's, he's only at 97 right now. Hmm. So, you know, barely averaging, you know, a little over 10, around 12. Uh, per game and last year he was obviously over that uh so i don't know it's going to be an interesting development to see especially going up against some maybe defenses that aren't absolutely incredible against stopping the run Uh, especially kansas state surprisingly isn't awesome at it and baylor's not iowa state's okay so i I don't know It, it how dynamic do you want to make this offense with how many guys that you've got yeah, I mean, we got to see what I mean. Jordan Winnington's able to bring to the table once he's back. Maybe he opens up the run game, which opens up the playbook a little bit more for Sam as well. So, I think getting some more assets back on the offense will definitely help. But I mean, he still didn't throw the ball great. You take away those four picks, take away those like completely, and he still is barely over five hundred. That's yeah, much worse than he's been all season. No, as much. I mean, yeah. yeah. Something, something something was not right with him on on that Saturday for sure. I know. I, mean, I just I don't know what it was. Duvernay still had himself a game though, yeah, 173 yards. That was incredible. I mean, that was un- that was the quiet. That was the the most typical. Like you look down at your phone in the third quarter and like check the stats. You're like, holy shit, he's at 120 already. You're like, what? Yeah. And if you take away the 60 yard touchdown, uh, he's still averaging over 15 yards uh, per catch. That's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He's he's really stepped up this year, and I mean he's already at 800, literally exactly 800 yards. So um, seven TDs. It's crazy. Colin Johnson only has 387 yards and one TD. <sighs> yeah. I mean, how much? How many? How many games does he miss though? That's that's the thing. Like, like three. Is it three? I thought it was a little more than that. But yeah, okay. Still, Whatever. I mean, best abilities, availability. Yeah. Devin is the epitome of that for his entire career. Yeah. Um, he's getting. Making himself some money on for Sundays, uh, hopefully. Uh, but, uh, going back to the run game, let's go to Keontae. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm literally lost for words. I don't know what else you can do. They throw everything at him. They, they, I, 
give them this and they don't change they didn't change anything up they played to our tendencies way too much inside zone not too many counters not too many pulls yeah i, I don't know what you want to do I mean, it literally looks like a seventh grade offense like rush offense and if you have a very dynamic running back who's you know mark ingram in his prime or something like that then yeah it's fine you can do that but with this offensive line that struggled as of lately and a guy has been banged up and not 100 percent all season you can't do that you got to change it up and especially when you're going against probably the standard absolute standard for rush defense over the past what 20 years um not especially not in a sec school like patterson that's what he knows how to do if there's one thing he knows how to do it's take away your run game yep and they didn't do anything to change it It it's so damn frustrating to watch and i think i really think beck i'm not putting that all on beck honestly i'd put more on herman than anything i i think beck has gotten more flack than he probably deserves he definitely deserves some but it's that needs to come from the very top. Like you got to be able to recognize that. Yeah, you got to make an in-game adjustment. Eight games know? into the season, too. Like this hasn't worked yet. Change it. Yeah, we'll see what Jordan Whittington does. And yeah, that's I mean, the thing. I, I mean, I get what people say. Like Whittington can change that. Like, are you sure? Yeah, he's I don't a, know if he's you a enter true freshman a new... who's played for one game. How sure are you? Oh well, he won offensive and defensive MVP. Like yeah, and four A fucking championship like yeah but Roshan Roshan's been able to make some plays with you know not obviously not versus TCU but he's able to make some plays throughout this year with the you know very similar plays to Keontae so I'm, I'll be interested to see what what uh what Woodington's able to do no I am too and I'm, I'm not shitting on him I'm just sick of people saying like, well once we get Whittington back it's like this isn't the end-all be-all it's got to start way beyond yeah. getting a t- 18 year old back who has already banged up as it is coming into the, his freshman year. Well, so, to help him out, what do you think about the offensive line? I thought they played pretty well. I mean, one sack is obviously a vast improvement over the past few games. So on the road too. So you got to take that right. I, I, and two, two tackles for loss really isn't that bad. That kind of speaks more to how struggling the run game is if you're only giving up two tackles for loss and Keontae only had what 70 yards yeah. um, it, it'd look a lot different if he was you know we'll get to the defense and what they did how many tackles for loss they had and what TCU couldn't do on the on the ground so I I think the O-line played pretty well I really couldn't think of one player that played better than anyone else maybe Shaq because he had to handle Blacklock all day and he did a pretty good job of it yeah, um, I don't know. What did you see? Like any one particular person? No, I mean I think the not giving up sacks was you know an improvement. I mean, I didn't think uh, Cosme was anything special. Um, yeah, I agree. With I, don't know. I just the, the offensive line is so easy to go you know week by week in terms of you know you look at a certain game and where we win, it's like oh offensive line was a difference maker, and then when we right. lose, it's like oh yeah, it's definitely the offensive line's fault still. So. I don't know. I I really didn't focus in on them that much. I was really more focused in on the defense because um, I really thought our I thought our offense was be able to put up some more points. Um, I want to go back and look and see what we, our game prediction was. I'm going to do that real quick. But I was more focused on the defense. You said Horns 45-38. I think I said TCU at lower points, but yeah, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, offensive line it wasn't disappointing, but nothing special. Uh, yeah, no, and the like, you know, it starts and ends with the offensive line. That's the first people to blame, last people to praise. 
is has been true for the entire history of football. But I think this group has the ability, and we've seen it, the ability to be that much different and really keep us in a lot of games and t- t- kick us out of a lot of games like the OU game. Yeah. Um, so going, I think looking forward, they have a pretty good opportunity to play, you know, up to their their ceiling, if not better, and looking at the defenses they're going up against. So, well, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. The defenses are what, you know, you're going against less quality defenses. So if, if you continue to have the same struggles versus less quality opponents, and then we've got serious issues. But I, I expect the offense to get a little more of a flow, um, whether it's and like you're about to say. Baylor's had a good season and, play, you know, defensively like stats, but like who have they played? So it, that's you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt. If, you know, the argument against that Texas doesn't have good defense coming up or is playing bad defense coming up, like mm, Baylor's has it still very unproven. So yep. I, I don't know. I, the entire offense overall, I think the first drive was like the perfect summation of like how – it was the day was going to go yeah. and you drive all the way down the field. Sam bails you out with some great throws. You can't do shit on the ground and you kind of get to the red zone uh, under 30 yards. And all of a sudden your playbook, I don't know what it is. Just everything just shrank, shrank and shrivels up and dies. That I think that's the biggest frustration I have with this offense this season is as the field gets smaller is their lack of execution and the lack of creativity. Like where, you know, the beginning of the year they had what was, you know, some people dubbed the touchdown play where you have three guys, three receivers to the left or to the short side and the running back to the short side as well. And you read basically the end in the defense to the, you know, to the short side and see, are they looking at the screen or are they looking at the run? It's a very simple handoff. And if you go at it tempo, it's it is almost a guaranteed like you know not touchdown but a couple yards each time if you run it well and it's easy i haven't we haven't seen that like it's it's completely gone where's the tempo they kind of went away from it there there if we're inside the 40 hell maybe even the 50 it should be automatic like we're not huddling we're not changing the play unless you see something absolutely crazy unless sam sees something nuts like you're going tempo and you're just going to play very simple stretch them out swing it out wide run it down the middle swing it out wide run it down the middle take a shot yeah let the defense try to what will beat you you know i mean they, right some of these defenses aren't going to beat us so because they've shown that they can't outsmart any defense that's not going to happen yeah which is frustrating because herman's kind of you'd think that he'd be known for that um well, he was last year right and he was so i i don't know it's so damn annoying to talk about because i think it's the the capability and the talent is obviously there through all facets of the offense like there's there's one player on each unit of this offense that's going to be playing in the nfl most of them have to it sucks yeah i don't know let's flip over to the defense i don't think they played that bad (laughs) i'm serious i okay so TCU going into the game was averaging five yards carry. We held them to three, 75 yards and 25 carries. Yeah, the rushing defense was fine. Was really good. Yes. I give a lot of that credit to Coburn and Taquan and uh, Roach because they Roach had an unbelievable day. That was probably one of his best games in a, maybe his career. And he didn't really show up a ton 
on the stat sheet. He only had uh, five total tackles, but he had four tackles for losses. That's incredible. They had seven tackles for losses on the on the day with two sacks. That's very, very good. Again, Darius Anderson and I can't pronounce that other guy's name, Sewu Alun. Those guys are really, really good. Yeah. And they yeah, did they, a, they did a great job of handling all that. I, I'll give Orlando some credit there. Unfortunately it's the D backs who I know. Kind of let us down again. But yeah, no, I know. It, but Juwan Mitchell played well too. So did he did Adele. Like they both did a very capable job against the run. No, yeah, okay, against the pass. It was a little... You can tell Jawan Mitchell's actually growing every week, week by week. Yes. You know, ever yeah, since that Rice game, he has gotten better and better. You're 100 uh, right. He's probably made the most progress out of any player. Yeah, him or him or Delhi, honestly. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, God, I wish I would have pulled it up before this, but it was a. I saw a tweet about the Texas D-backs in terms of injuries and. Um, I guess where we where we even started in terms of lack of experience to begin with this year, uh, there's something to do with comparing comparing it to the rest of the league, or uh, NCAA, and it was just we were at the bottom of the chart of in terms of uh, experience, and then the top of the chart of injuries. So I, I hate to use that as an excuse for our defensive backs, but my God, it's been like a carousel all year, and you're just seeing the product of that um, and the effect every weekend and week outs because these guys aren't even on the same page. And there were so many pictures of our defensive backs, like five of them around one guy catching the uh, uh, that, PC guy catching the touchdown. It's that just like one play. I was in the end zone. I yep. mean, he gave it for a touchdown. I'm pretty sure we dropped eight and he was absolutely wide open. Dugan's not that good to be able to freaking drop passes like around eight people. That's not to complete 19 of 27. Yeah. Yeah. I went 270 yards. Well, uh, but, yeah, they were – again, the defensive backs were disappointing. But, hey, we're getting some back this week. And hopefully, hopefully we start making some tackles with some more, like, experienced guys back there. Yeah, so Tyler Owens, true freshman, started. I actually don't think he played awful. That guy's huge. He, he is, is really he is lanky. As hell. He is a long motherfucker. Yeah. Like, really – like, he should be playing, you know, like a – he'd be an unbelievable wing in Jim Beheim's. <laughs> defense you know no defense right like he would be awesome um and, and he got beat deep on that one play but i mean he was there like it, it the receiver i can't remember which one just made an unbelievable play um uh, i mean it was a i can't remember which throw it was but it was a super long one and then montreal estelle was playing the joker like he got beat pretty bad he's he doesn't play soft but he's not a great tackler and no, he's gave up another big throw over the air Deshaun Jameson had a pretty rough game too. I, I I couldn't really pinpoint that much on him. Yeah, I guess he did have a pretty. I thought Jalen Green played pretty well. Was that that was Jalen's first game back, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, um, I thought he played pretty well, but yeah, Jameson, not anything incredible. Definitely not making plays like he did against West Virginia. Um, I mean, the real, like the real. Death knell was the lack of cohesion and the poor tackling on broken down plays, and that freaking redhead started running around. Yeah, and, and, and it was just all hell breaking loose. I don't know. It was like the ghost of Taysom Hill came back into his that guy's body and just absolutely <laughs> destroyed us. That was he so did kind of have a similar look. That's funny. I like that. I mean, he he is a lot faster than I thought he was going to be. I, I'll give him that. And he's a gamer. He get hit hard and come right back up. 
But, man, I don't know what – I think a lot of it came from Orlando's crazy, like, man blitz calls on third and long that he's been doing yeah. all the damn season. And we saw it against LSU. Obviously, that's the famous one. But he still kept on doing it um, and hasn't changed. So, uh, he's got to – I mean, I guess we're kind of – outside of Skyler Thompson this week, we really aren't going to face – too much of a running threat quarterback maybe Brock Purdy but like still I, I don't know I just don't get how Todd Orlando goes from like completely out coaching Georgia and you know having an unbelievably good defense last year to what we are now and I think it I mean there's no other excuse other than lack of experience yeah I, I think yeah no you're right I mean you're right. Yeah, like we already got it. Like Tyler Owens is starting, you know, in a major big Big Twelve game. That's yeah. not the plan. Yeah. That's not how it's supposed to go. When you right. lose however many starts combined from last year, especially at the corner um, position, but, but still going into the season, I mean, we both thought we're like, oh, well, B. Jones and Stearns are going to be manning this, and it's going to be fine. And obviously, Caden's been hurt, but like, still, like Brandon, yeah, he had a pretty solid interception but i mean how many guys make that play a lot of people a lot of guys right. do. that wasn't yeah. just a it wasn't anything special no i mean that was kind of gifted to him on a poor throw by duggan on which he if it was a better throw he might have given up a touchdown so yeah i you got to get guys back and then I, I will say it's so weird to say but they finally ran like the exact same scheme two weeks in a row i know it yes was, CMO hates this, but they finally ran the inverted Tampa two in two weeks in a row. That's the first time they've done that all season. So maybe we'll get that again. I I yeah. Why would you not? (laughs) It's mm, maybe the young guys won't have such a awkward view in a no idea where they're going type of play. Uh, if you're running the exact same defense week after week, what a novel idea! You can't just out game someone. You aren't Belichick, Todd. No, you're not. You, can't. you don't have you don't have the players who are able to make those adjustments week in and week right. out either. You might be smart enough to recognize tendencies of other teams and to recognize how you can stop that, but that doesn't mean that you have the players to execute that on a week by week basis. And it's really like a five day basis if you yeah. really want to break it down because they off they ain't doing anything on Sunday and you're not doing anything on Friday, you know? So, ugh, God, it's so frustrating when these coaches just think that they're the next coming and they're just an X and those genius and they just roll it out there and these 20-year-old kids are going to be able to execute it perfectly. You should go coach. No, I shouldn't because <laughs> I do that exact same shit. <laughs> Okay, I'm done with this. Let's have some fun. Yeah, I think we've we've beat a dead horse on that game. All right, hold on. I'm unplugging my headphones. So we are calling a certain someone who we hope is going to answer this week. Um, she's a big fan of the podcast. She. Should I say, uh, I guess she's, she hasn't gotten married yet. Miss Jordan McGinty, soon to be Frazier. Yep. Stiller! 
It was disappointing. Oh no. Oh no. Alright, backup plan, contingency. Here she is. Yeah. Hello? Sure. Jordan. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm on the Beers and Sears podcast with John. How are you? <laughs> what? What are y'all doing? We're calling you. You're on the podcast. Uh, I was asleep, and I thought this was going to no, be No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you were not asleep. It's 8 o'clock. Yeah. I've been busy. She's had a busy week, but we appreciate you calling okay. back. Well, go, go, go Texas football. Okay. You can I'll go. be watching from San Antonio. From, okay, you can go to sleep. Just tell us who the coach was before Mac Brown. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Who's the Give me a hint. Who was the quarterback in the 05 Rose Bowl? Um, uh, oh, oh, what's his name? V V Y. There we go. There we go. Ding 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 ding. Winner of the week. Thank you, Jordan. Sorry. Sorry. I, I was just, no, that's fine. You're, I'm sorry. I can't answer your question. <laughs> you're you're committed. You're a true fan. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> it is ten thirty. <laughs> Good night. Okay, now I just feel bad. All right, let's do another call. So uh, another one. Yeah. Let's see if we can get another another fan on the line. Wait, are you doing? Are you calling? No, I I can't. They won't be able to hear you. Where are we? Okay, Hold on, I plugged in my headphones. I unplugged. I answered it. Time like this. Are we? Uh, the person, our second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This okay. This fan, she is hard. She's a she's a legend. Absolute legend. She DMs me on. Instagram, all of these like updates for Texas football at least. He bleeds burnt, burnt orange more than uh, probably both of us combined. Let's call Miss Allison. Roommates with CMO forward. Oh, they're roommates. Yeah, this could be fun. We probably should have given her a heads up. Which one? Hello. So, hey, Allison. Are y'all filming or something right now? <laughs> 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 What's happening? You are currently on the Beer Sears podcast. No. Congratulations. <laughs> no, I haven't been listening the past few weeks. I've been well, kind don't of... say that out loud. I'm sorry. Well, y'all can delete that out of it. Okay, I don't want to be on the episode. Okay, well, you're on it, so a little late. Okay. Allison, prediction for do? this weekend. What do I say? Prediction, prediction for this weekend. Okay. Um, wait, hold on. I have the, uh, the chief marketing officer on the line. No, she's not allowed. She's behind the scenes. Hello. Did did you get a cure's light, Alexa? No, Stuart. (laughs) Ask her her trivia question. No, where we no. John just asked her what she thinks the score is going to be this weekend. Okay. Um. Okay. How many? Twenty-eight, twenty-one, Texas. Okay. Ooh, I like that. How many people does DKR hold? Over 100,000. That's right. All right, by 119 people. Um, who was the head coach before Mac Brown? I don't even know if I know that right now. Uh, Major. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Coach. No, wait, wait. Who is it? Hold on. Who 
John Makovic. John Makovic. Wow. You didn't, Next. Um, who was the last player? Uh, who was the last quarterback to win the Davy O'Brien Award for Texas? Okay, Jesus. That's not fair. That, it's Cole McCoy. Cole McCoy. Yeah. Hey, name our two Heisman winning trophy winners. Wow. Name two Heisman Trophy winners? For the only two from Texas. Okay, Ricky Williams and Earl Campbell. Hey, okay, this one's tough. This is the last one, but I honestly think you can get a lot of them. Who are the retired jersey numbers? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can name it. There are six of them. She got two of them. You've already named three of them. I know Vince Young's one. Okay. Oh, there we go. Alexa, I need help. You've named three others. You literally have to name two more. There's no way she gets this, Stuart. You never know. What? It, I know. Ricky Williams, Earl Campbell, Vince Young. Yes. What, can Cole. you give me like years or positions? Is Colt McCoy one of them? Colt McCoy is go. one of them. Okay, the last go. two are okay. The, really tough. Okay, what years were they? 1944. <laughs> 1963. What was, is 63, what position? Uh, Quarterback? O-line. Oh. Damn it. I don't know. Tommy Novus. Or he was linebacker and a line. Sorry, excuse okay. me. Okay. Okay. Tommy Novus. Oh. And then <laughs> the one in the 40s was a quarterback. Okay, I knew I got one of them. Initials. B-L. Uh, I don't know. Bobby yeah. Lane. Bobby Lane. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. Are y'all going uh, to watch Jimmy Fallon tonight? Oh. <laughs> of course not. Okay, thank you, Allison. We okay, appreciate bye. it. Hook em. Hook em. Goodbye. Hook Bye, CMO. Please post it on Instagram in about 45 minutes. Bye. Well done. Well done, Allison. Well done. That was pretty good. And Jordan. Sorry. And Jordan as well. Sorry we woke you up. Yeah, I feel the most bad for Jordan. Honestly. She had a rough week. She was uh, had to do deal with the city of Houston elections. So. Oh, yeah. I think, like, it, I think it went well. So House of Cards for Houston. Um, I did I did go vote. That was fun. I didn't. That was fun. You know okay. that scene after or when uh, Will Ferrell buys his toilet papers for the first time in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Step Brothers? <coughs> I kind of feel that way when I walk out of the voting place. You I'm feel like, like yes. really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a true American. Okay, let's get work this way back to football. All right. All right. Uh, K-State, Wildcats. Oh no! Let's, 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 before we jump into that, before we jump into that, we've got oh. four games left. Oh yeah, four which games left. Sucks. Um, We're two thirds of the way of the season, not including a bowl game, which isn't guaranteed at this. Literally two thirds of the way. Okay, come on, don't be that negative. But good. Um, so you got Kansas State at home, uh, then you go to the road and Ames. Thankfully, a two thirty game. If that game was at seven, it would be the most definite loss in Texas football <laughs> yeah. history. Yeah, I would hammer Iowa State I for sure. Hammer. Um. And then you go come back and you go play in Waco, uh, time to be determined. And then you play the Friday after Thanksgiving in Austin versus Tech at 11 a.m., uh, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's going to be a lackluster environment. But yep. two games at home, two games on the road. Um, you know, you need to win one to go to a bowl, which I don't want to say that's what we're aiming for here. But, um, you know, like we mentioned already, we're playing – we've kind of made it through the worst of the defenses, I think. 
Um, if Baylor continues to win, I think that environment's going to be very tough for us to win in. So I think that's a loss. But I easily could see if we win Kansas State, I could see us winning in Ames and Tech or uh, at home versus Tech. So I, you know, depending on what happens this week, if so facto, if we win this week, we win. We go three and one the rest of the way. I still think we lose in Ames no matter what. I think we go two and two, and that's just so frustrating to think about. More the fact that we're going to go seven and five this season. You're going to go two and two, but you're predicting us to lose this weekend and in Ames. You think we're going to beat Baylor and Tech? I think we win this weekend. <laughs> okay. And I think that we lose to two weeks in a row against Iowa and Iowa State and uh, Baylor. I, I this weekend is. Honestly, I really don't know what we're going to do. I'm just going to say that we're going to win. But I, I, I could see us losing by 20. I could see us winning by 20. It's a really weird, sticky game. Yeah. What is the line? Like, what, that, it, what, I don't know. It's so, is, yeah. Opened what, up at six. Six and a half. What does Vegas know? What does Vegas know? I don't know. I mean, if you look at, like, Sagarin and those, like, S&P ratings, they favor us a lot more because we've got, like, good possession and, like, underrated stats that they really – really like but yeah I, I have no idea what vegas knows a lot of people are asking the same pretty much the same thing i mean yeah it opens at seven this is according to the action network um opened oh, at seven favorite. and stayed there so i mean maybe with the uh, guys returning from injury playing at home coming off a of bye week kansas state having to travel um yeah so herman, you know, new, herman new. announced that everybody's healthy not everybody, but yeah. Everybody but Josh Thompson's healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's huge. That's great. It's Kleinman's first, you know, road game in Austin. We don't have to, I guess, deal with the Purple Wizard anymore. Thank God. He's basically Purple Wizard reincarnated, though. Yeah. But uh, they're 6 and 2. They're ranked number 16th, I think, maybe 15th. And obviously, we all know who they beat. So, losses to Oklahoma State and Baylor. Then, yeah, beat the hell out of OU. Um, they didn't beat the hell out of them, but they dude. They were up by twenty five in the fourth. No, they they pulled the, the classic Kansas State eleven a.m. kickoff game at home versus a ranked opponent. That's what they did. They beat. Oh, give your little K State tidbit when you're going on the road. You love that. You, you literally the hardest place to play. You know there could be like LSU at nighttime. There can be, you know, Michigan at night. I guess Michigan never plays at night. What's another crazy environment? Penn State at Vol night. Tech at night. Yeah. Yeah. You know some of the most like top of the line environments at night. They are nothing compared to playing 11 a.m. in Manhattan in November. In, in November, you don't understand. <laughs> uh, you have to stay far, far away from the stadium. You have to get up at like four in the morning. Apparently, the locker room is absolute trash. So it's just an all-around, just so many different random elements to go into what your players are used to in terms of preparation for a game that they don't have. And so you always start slow 11 a.m. there. And then, you know, we know what happened versus Oklahoma two two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks two ago weeks now. Ago. Still. Yeah. Uh, I, they're going into their team a little bit more. The running backs are a little banged up. Uh, I believe their second string is out and their first string is kind of hurt. But he's Brown? Brown is hurt or Trotter? I, th- or? I think Brown. No, I think Brown's playing. I think Trotter's hurt, I believe. Uh, all five of their starting alignment are fifth year seniors. Oh my God. That is the most Bill Snyder thing I've ever heard in my entire I've never heard of a team having that. That's that's so classic for Kansas State. They don't really have a true, like deep wide receiver threat. They're of course like I mean, this is just so 
Bill Snyder. Their best leading receiver is a former white boy walk-on. Um, mm. And Skyler Thompson is not a great thrower. We've seen that over the past few years, but he can obviously run the hell out of the ball. Uh, they love that power run, pulling guards, pulling tackles. I saw a play where they – like, it's basically counter – but the tackle, the pulling tackle stops halfway and then goes back the other way and the quarterback keeps it. It's crazy like what they're doing. Hmm. They have the most innovative run game next to Mike Shanahan. I mean, it's awesome. So we so, need our run defense to step up. Coburn's got a big – Coburn and Roach and Take One are got a big day in front of them. And same goes for Juwan and Delhi. Um, Osai, too, because I have a feeling – they're going to try to attack the edges a little bit more than they are up the middle. Uh, on defense, their D-line is probably their best unit. Solid outside linebacker play. Inside linebacker play isn't probably as good as you'd think. Um, safeties, nothing incredible. Uh, their pass defense is actually pretty solid, uh, nationally ranked. Um, considering who they've played, that's a pretty big deal. Um, I, but... Yeah, they're 18th in the country in terms of uh, yards per game pass defense, but they lost their top cover uh, man cover corner uh, this past weekend against Kansas. He broke his ankle. I can't remember the guy's name. So he was their go-to cover Colin Johnson all-game type corner. So watch out for that. I have a feeling they're going to have a big game. Colin and Duvernay are going to have a big game. Maybe even Eagles if he's back. I'm assuming. He I really is. think Sam's going to have a big day. You know, I think this is he has had to stew on this horrible performance he had up in Fort Worth for two weeks now. He needs to prove himself. I think he's going to have a huge day on Saturday. All right, I like that. Uh, so, I like I said, I think we win. It's going to be ugly, but I, I don't. I still don't know. We have no score. I mean, shit. 30, 33, 30. No way we cover. Okay. Huh. So, I don't know. Vegas always knows, right? There's always something that they – like, there's a reason why that line's at six. I think with the guys coming back on defense, having the week off, putting everyone on offense, kind of catch up and kind of recalibrate, I think we're going to have ourselves a an early, early deficit, probably – in the first quarter, but I think we end up winning 38 to 30 and we cover. So. Oh, wow. That's bold. Yeah. Just so everyone's clear Stearns, BJ, DeMarvion, McCulloch, all back. Uh, yeah. and, and, Whittington. and Whittington on, on yeah. offense. So yeah. big, big, big week. Is this the most, you know, I don't know, not important, but I don't know. Yeah. Let's say important. Is this the most important game in Tom Herman's career yet? No, no. This is a must win, but it's not the most important. Is it game. a must win or a can't lose? Don't 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 say that. I hate when you say that. All right, games of the week: Baylor at TCU, eleven a.m. FS1. TCU is plus two. And I think the game's eleven a.m. That is so dumb. It's the FS1. They always get. They're they're trying to make their big games eleven a.m. I don't. Know, Joel we've Klatt. Talked, we've talked about this every week. Joel Clat. Yeah. Big implications for the Big Twelve if TCU and possibly Texas. Texas has a chance of making the Big Twelve championship. So here's my thing. If we are like if someone were to tell me, hey, Texas is gonna win out, I obviously want Baylor to lose this game, but I also don't want OU to just sneak in and get another freaking championship. I hate to tell you. But that's probably gonna happen. What the greatest thing in the world what would happen is if we went out, Baylor loses one, or we you know, we beat Baylor, 
and we go back and spoil OU's chances. That'd be incredible, especially like if Clemson dropped one and you know, like Alabama beats the hell out of LSU or vice versa. And basically, yeah, there's a lot of football left to play in terms of the playoffs. Oh but. yeah, I mean, when you've got four potentially five games left, that's whew, big deal. But anyways, TCU. I think TCU's going to hold with them uh, with Baylor. Duggan is supposedly banged up, but Baylor has literally played nobody. Um, Eleven a.m. game, weird game. TCU's defense is obviously stout. Uh, Brewer's a good quarterback, but I think they can hang with him. I kind of like TCU with the points. I think Baylor wins and covers. Or, you know, Baylor wins, yeah. I think Baylor wins big, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, with Duggan being hurt, I think Baylor comes in there and makes a big statement. And that Alex Delton transfer, their second string, the kid who used to play at uh, Kansas State. Uh, okay, next game, Penn State at Minnesota, 11 a.m. 2 on ESPN. Minnesota is plus seven. Penn State, number four in the country, which is kind of surprising with everyone, but that was just kind of a gimme because they still haven't played Ohio yeah. State. P.J. Fleck, unbelievable. I mean, he's 8-0. They're played absolutely nobody, but still, if you're undefeated through eight games at Minnesota, that's a big deal. Yeah, no, like power five schools. So. Penn State rolls. They're going to cover big. I think Penn State uh, is will give Ohio State a pretty good run. But Where is that Penn State, Ohio State? It's got to be at Ohio State. I think it's at Ohio State, yeah. I like vaguely remember the game last year being in Happy Valley. Yeah, no, it was. I think I think game day was there. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, out, it's yeah I think Ohio Penn State Ohio kind State. of brings Minnesota back down to reality and, and takes care of this game and uh, brings a lot of attention on them. And kind of, Is that a Penn State, Ohio State game next week? No, 23rd. Oh, that's late. The granddaddy of them all, CBS, 230. Hayden asked Gary Danielson, University of LSU Tigers, roll tide, go against roll tide. The game of the century. I don't know. I, I, Alabama's won the last eight <laughs> since 2011. They've won every single game. Really? Last, yep. 2011 when LSU won 9-6 the last time LSU won this game. Um, everyone remembers the 9-6 and then the absolutely awful 21-0. Uh, championship game that year. Uh, last, year last year's was the 29 to nothing Bama win um, that was over in the second quarter. I, I don't know. The, Tua's got the ankle, the bum ankle. He literally had the exact same surgery he had last year except on the other ankle before the uh, SEC championship last year. Uh, how bad does Burrow want the Heisman? Uh, that's pretty much what I'm. everyone's going to be watching. I, I think this is a really bad Bama defense, and I say that very um, – compared to all other Bama defenses, which means they'd be the best defense in the Big 12 probably. So uh, they're real banged up, especially at linebacker. I think LSU finally gets the monkey off its back and wins this game. I agree. I think LSU's offense is electric, and I don't know if uh, Bama's made or you know built to keep up with an offense like this. So I think LSU goes in there and gets the win. All right. That wraps it up. Got a big – enjoy it. You got a thir- you got a third of a season left. Hopefully one more. Just enjoy it, please, because I'm not going to because I'm going to be stressed out and I already am. What's there to stress about? There's a lot to stress about. We could lose all four of these games. Yeah, that'd be really bad. That'd be really, really bad. Basically, if you lose this game, you the case going for – losing the next three goes way up compared to any other game. I think we take care of business this weekend. I think it 
Ames is going to be tough, but, you know, we'll see that. And then Tech at home, you know, at least you only got that fallback. So, I mean, is it like, so Iowa State's got Oklahoma this weekend. Like, you kind of hope they hang with them tough, I guess. Yeah. But still lose. I don't know. All right. I'm tired. Go to Lawrence. See you all. Weather Channel reporter in the middle of a hurricane yeah, or something. Yeah, which much high wind out here, Jim. <laughs> All right, well, back to you. All right, hold on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, are you, uh... Just my name.